Hello and welcome back to the Jacks podcast. It has been a while. Do apologise, I've just had some personal stuff uh, to deal with. You know, some some private family business also being a little bit ill. But we are back with another episode. It's just me again. One day, I will have enough friends to get, you know, people on this. But I am lonely. But no, today we're going to be talking about... Uh, F1, you know, my last two episodes have been about football, but today we're going to be talking about F1. You know, the sport where we all, you know, we don't all do it. We all love the sport, you know, the they drive cars around in a circle, you know, for about an hour and a half. And it's good fun, you know, it is good fun. When you when you put it like that, you know, just going around in circles, it's a tad bit boring. But no, we're going to be talking about the the new rules going into the 2022 season, which is going to start in a couple of months, and just seeing how it will affect, you know, the season, the championship, and each team. So we're going to start off with me. I'm so confused with what people have been saying recently, where some people say, "Oh, there could be new winners every week." No, 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 no. I mean, te- yeah, it is true, but, you know, there could be new winners every week last season. If everyone crashes out apart from Mazepin, somehow, we've got a new winner. If then the next, you know, race, everyone but Latifi crashes out, we've got a new new winner. People saying, oh, no, it's going to be so close, you know. Everyone's going to be so, like, you know, so close. Really? You're telling me Haas are going to be competing with Mercedes? Really? Like, I, I, everyone says this at each season. Oh, yeah, it's going to be really close. You know, oh, we're going to have some shock, you know, winners. You know, it's going to be amazing. And, you know, we're going to have shock winners, you know, every season. You know, we've had Esteban Ocon. You know, who else? Uh, Daniel Ricciardo. I think he was a shock win. Um, Pierre Gasly. Why did I say his name like that? Why am I doing this voice? Um, but you're obviously going to have a shock winner, I think, at least once or twice uh, in a season. You know, maybe a, shock, uh, a couple more shock podiums. But new winners every week? Really? Who the fuck's going to win the championship, then? Yeah, Hamilton won in fucking Baku, you know, next week in Canada. Yes, I know that's not how the calendar goes. Next week in France, still not how the calendar goes. Next week in France, fuck it, you know, he's 15th um, behind... Fucking Guan Yu Zhou. Yeah, it makes sense. I've done it. I get the cars are slightly different. You know, there's new rules and regulations, but, you know, the most experienced drivers and the best drivers are going to be, you know, able to adapt quicker to the cars, you know, able to, you know, maneuver a lot quicker. Like Guan Yu Zhou, it's his first ever season in F1, you know, isn't going to be competing against Lewis Hamilton, who's won multiple seasons, m- multiple seasons, won multiple championships. And the cars have evolved since his, like, first win in 2007, I think. 2006-2007. Whenever he first won it in the late 2000s. So, like, you can't just say, oh, no, it's different, you know, cars are a bit different, everyone's going to be mixed up. Well, realistically, the likes of Hamilton, Verstappen, and, you know, probably George Russell, Sergio Perez. It's going to be mainly Red Bull and Mercedes at the top, with the usual winners. Um, And so, don't maybe, you know, some teams will advance, some teams will fall back. I do have a little sneak prediction. I don't know, really know why. Aston Martin are really going to struggle. Like Vettel, I feel Vettel will excel and get like top seven most races. You know, pushing podiums occasionally. But I feel Stroll is really going to struggle and be like fifteenth, struggling to get a Q one. 
whereas Vettel's in Q3 every single week. That is my weird and wacky prediction. I, I am going to do a video much closer to the season um, of F1 predictions, but I do feel that Aston Martin will just fall behind you know, that little, little bit. Maybe even quite a bit. I think they're just going to be the worst of the mid-pack. I think they're going to be starting 7th above Williams, you know. You know, it's going to be them 7th, Williams 8th, Alfa Romeo 9th, and Haas 10th. But that's what I'm saying for now. Um, but anyway, back to the point. Yeah, the whole, like, oh, new winners every week. We may have, you know, more shock winners. You know, maybe like three, maybe even four if we somehow get lucky. But that also relies on the best of the best drivers to all crash out and, you know, just have a terrible race, maybe get penalties. And to get to have that to happen, you've got some really close battles. And fuck knows how the season is going to go. Um, so, yeah, it will probably just be Verstappen and Hamilton winning. Um, but like I said, some teams could, you know, move forward, uh, move down. Like, I do want to talk about the mid-pack for a second. Uh, just every single team. Um, I feel Alpha Tauri, they're making, you know, strides. Oops, sorry, my mic is a bit shit. Oh, I've just got to fix this. I'll be two seconds. It's going to be silent for a minute. I'm going to lay down so keep the noise down. Okay. Okay, I think it's working now. I will just check. Yes, yes, there is audio. Audio has been made. I'm never saying that again. Sorry about that. That's gonna look you know, a few guys listening on Spotify. Um it's gonna be really awkward, you know, just seeing uh, just hearing silence, sorry. But anyway, back to the mid pack. Um I wanna talk about every single team in the mid pack. So I wanna start off with Alpha Tauri just because they're my you know, favourite team. Uh I am an Alpha Tauri fan. Sorry if you can hear me typing, by the way. Uh, I'm just doing some research as we speak. But yeah, uh, Alpha Tauri. Oh, by the way, I'm not going to count McLaren as in the mid-pack. Because I feel what it goes... It's like Mercedes, Red Bull. They have their own little battle. It's mainly Mercedes winning. Then it's uh, Ferrari, McLaren battling out third or fourth. Then you've got fifth, sixth and seventh. That's why I think, you know, the... the um, the mid pack is, but let's just talk about Alphatari. I feel like with the new, because I think they're going to have the Red Bull engine as well now. I mean, Red Bull are, so why wouldn't they? And, you know, Gasly, he is, he's doing pretty well. You know, I feel like uh, with him, it's kind of one of those where he, you know, there's been a lot of these rumors where if Hamilton doesn't stay, they're going to try and get him. But I don't think that would be the right move for him. Obviously, he's not the most experienced driver on the grid, but he's not the youngest. You know, he has got a couple of years behind him. Um, but it's like, I don't think if you are trying to win a championship, Pierre Gasly, I re- he's my favourite driver, and he's so talented, so underrated, puts in amazing performances. I don't think a Mercedes is his car. I think he's kind of like the Stappen, but like, stepped down. Because I, if you put Verstappen in Mercedes, he wouldn't do well. Because he's so tailor-made to the Red Bull, which isn't the fastest in a straight line. But is, like, so, like, 
well at maneuvering around corners, you know, got to have real technique. And that's where so many people fail in that second uh, Red Bull seat because they just don't have the technique to, you know, maneuver around corners with that car, you know, use the straight line speed it has. And I feel that's why Perez is doing very well because he does have that ability. But, like, Gasly in his second season, Alex Albon in his second season, they don't have the ability to, you know, deal with the car they have. And I feel maybe Alex Albon will do better in a a Mercedes-powered Williams. So I'm looking forward to his season. Um, But, yeah, I feel um, with Gasly... I don't think many people have said this, but Sergio Perez is, he's not the youngest uh, person in the world. You know, he, how old is he? He is 31. Now, I know Raikkonen retired in his 40s, but even Hamilton's getting on a bit. You know, every season it's like, oh, will he resign or will he retire? I feel that Sergio Perez, you know, he's got a family, he's a family man. He's got two kids, a wife. You know, he's he's doing well. He's doing well uh, for himself. Go, go and check a lot. <laughs> but I feel that he will retire in two or three seasons and then just never race again. I feel like he'll just settle down with his family at the age of like 34, 35, maybe even 33, 33, 34. And then, you know, just... Settle down. Why am I going into so much detail about what I'll do after the motorsport? Doesn't matter. But then that leaves the second Red Bull seat open. Now, this will be in like two or three seasons. And I think now Gasly's had, you know, years you know, in the Red Bull Driver Academy. I think he's still in. You know, years working with like a, a downgraded uh, Red Bull. You know, he's he knows how to deal with that car. And I feel that he is now... Perfect for that second seat. I'll have the technical ability. Feel like he'll be able to fight off the Mercedes, and it will do. If you know, obviously Sergio, he's done incredible, and in, you know, at Red Bull, the battles he had with Hamilton. Oh my God! You know, at um, Abu Dhabi, in what was a wet race? Was it Turkey? I have no idea. Where he nearly got pushed into the pit lane. Anyway. You know, he is so good. He has years of experience. But now, Gasly, in I think two or three seasons, will be perfect. But then that raises the question, what will he do for those two or three seasons? Because he won't want to be a, a Red uh, AlphaTauri forever. You know, just kind of staying at the uh, team where young drivers are coming and going. Like, you know, Yuki Tsunoda, Jihan Barula, Yuri Vips, they're all going to come in. <clears throat> and if he's just sat there, just like, well, this is how I'm spending my career, I don't want to cop the mic. Um, I don't think that will be what he wants. And I feel for his, like, wants, like, what he wants to do, I feel Alpine is a team for him. You know, they're run by French people. He used to be mates with Esteban. You know, they're both French, so maybe when Fernando retires... If he can get there, but then that raises the question, who was the first driver, could, uh, you know, create tension with them not being the best of friends, it's, so I feel he, he does want to go to Alpine, you know, he won't, obviously won't say that in the media, but I feel that he, if, if, to like, make sure he's happy, go to Alpine, 
but for like a step up in his career, wait at AlphaTauri until Checo retires or he leaves Red Bull and take that second seat because, it, like, yeah, he failed at Red Bull before, but he had like one season of experience. Like, you can't just put someone at the very top and expect them to do well. Now, you know, he's pushing for podiums and even won a race, you know, with a car that really is just, it's not the best on the grid, you know what I mean? Like, but instead, you know, he's, I feel like, I, I lost my train of thought, I've done it. You know, I feel like now he would be perfect. I've just got two notifications and you probably just heard that. Apologies. Um, no, I do feel like Sergio, once Sergio leaves, it should be uh, Max and Gasly. And in that partnership with Gasly winning a race, having uh, multiple podiums, uh, more years of experience, you know, pushing for podiums with an average car and being suited so well to cars like that, what a partnership and they could potentially go for the constructors. And as for Sonoda, I think he's going to be at AlphaTauri for, I think, two more seasons than someone like Daruvala or Yori Vips is going to come through and take that seat and rinse, recycle, repeat. I think it's just... And then when, the, when Gasly leaves, um, God knows. Um, but that's one team done. Uh, Jesus Christ, I waffled on for a bit. Uh, now we're going to move on to Aston Martin. I already spoke about I think they will drop back. No, I think Stroll will drop Not the team. I think Stroll will drop back and really struggle for points. Like, I know he did, had a decent, you know, decently above average um, season. But I just feel like with how the cars look and, like, you know, just, just doesn't... Like, last season something felt off. And I feel now we've got new rules and regulations... And, you know, a new-looking car, he will drop back, struggle, you know what I mean. And I feel he will struggle to get points, whereas Vettel, years of experience, you know, he's gone through years of change. Like, look at the, like, the cars in 2008, whenever he debuted, and then look at them now, they're so different, and he's been able to do that so well. You know, he won four championships in a row, God damn it. I know his tenure at Ferrari wasn't the best. I don't think that was him. That was definitely the team. Um, so I feel Stroll, he'll struggle. People want him out, but he won't go out. And then I think they'll be sold in like two seasons, three seasons maybe. In, in my head, in the next like two or three seasons, mad shit is happening. Aston Martin are going to get sold uh, from Lawrence Stroll. He's going to, you know, get rid of his shares. And fucking Gasly's going to be at a Red Bull. No, that's, now I keep saying two or three years, I realise how stupid that sounds, but and I believe he'll sell, uh, try and buy another team, or fail, and that'll be the last we hear of Lance Stroll in F1. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like Stroll will really struggle, and Vettel will just fall back. And now we're going to move on to Copian. And at the start of the season, before it started, I really did not like them. I was like, oh, God. You know, they can't even say Alpine, right? You know, the, you know, it's like Alpine. But now I've said Alpine for so long. It makes... every time. And now I've, I've just said Alpine. That sounds weird. Um, but as, like... I, I, I really didn't like Ocon either. But then, like, I really started to like him. And then he won. And then I was like, yes. 
this guy's good. Uh, that makes me sound like a glory supporter, but you know, I was like, okay, yeah, he's actually alright, you know, putting in good performances. And like when in Saudi Arabia, when he was leading, I was like, oh my fucking god, come on, Esteban. Like, I was on the edge of my seat. And um, and I do really, really like him. Yeah, you know, I think he's a great, um, a great driver. And, you know, that race win, yes, he did get a bit of luck, you know, with the penalty to Hamilton, you know, the red flag, what happened at the start, everything. But to win these races, you've got to be in the right place at the right time. And he was. And, you know, fair play to him. So, yeah, I believe um, he, he, I think he is a very, very good driver. And now it's time for eyebrows. Because, oh boy. He he's a character, you know. He 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 lets himself be heard. Um, and but there's no denying he is a class driver. You know that third place in Qatar was it Qatar? I have no idea. Um, you know, again, it maybe got a bit lucky with the um VSC towards the end, but he's a class driver, and I feel with. Someone so experienced as someone who's improving. Alpine are going to keep a steady ship and keep improving. And I feel they will push forward. And I feel the battle between um, AlphaTauri and Alpine will be... I think it'll be, like, a little, like, thing to watch. You know, oh, yeah, you got all the title fights. Look, look at this surprise win. Look at the battle for fifth. I'm like honestly, if you're gonna if you're gonna take anything away from this shit podcast, watch the battle for fifth next season because they had a close battle um, this season, Alpine and Alftari, and I think now they're really like I think both teams are gonna keep a steady improvement and the battle. You know, I think Esteban versus Pierre is it's gonna get like feisty on the track, and I think I think that is something we should look after. Look out for, uh, not look after. You know Esteban versus Pierre and Fernando. You're getting involved. You know overtaking them both. You know or just like leading Esteban. You know, and then I think we're gonna start to raise questions over Yuki. Obviously, he did start to improve towards last season, but there is the question of can he really do it? Um, you know, whilst battling Fernando Alonso. Esteban Ocon and try not to get in the way of his own teammate. For someone who's only had one year, I feel he may struggle. I think he'll just get points for most races that will be battling, whilst um, Pierre, Ocon and Fernando will all be like in 5th, 6th and 7th, you know, battling it out, you know, maybe with Vettel alongside them. I think that should be a nice battle, actually. Uh, Esteban, Fernando, Pierre and Seb. I think those four will be taken up like fifth, sixth, and seventh, and eighth um, for most races. I think it should be fun. Um, I mean, I'm assuming that McLaren. Uh, it's one of those. The mid pack will be fun. You know, it will be fun to watch. You know, there's like from sixth to about eleventh. Watch out for it. You know, I think Yuki will be trailing them, but then in the middle, God knows. Um, but no, I think it will be just like a. A steady improvement for both Alphatari and Alpine. Whilst I think Aston Martin, why they do they all start with A? Can we please talk about that? Aston Martin, Alpine, Alphatari, fucking more of the ones are they? Um, 
I don't know, there's probably more. <laughs> but no, I I think that, um, Aston Martin are going to struggle. I don't really know why. You know, I quite like them. They're British. I should like them. I should support them. But I, I, I love Seb, but Lance can burn. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was a bit far. Um, but no, I think it, I just don't think... They don't seem ambitious enough. You see, like, oh, Alpha Tower, you know, constantly making improvements to the car, you know, doing well. I mean, it may be because I follow um, Alpine and Aston Martin, uh, Alpine and Alpha Tower more than uh, Aston Martin, but I just don't see anything from Aston Martin. They just seem like the invisible team, you know, kind of like the Giovinazzi of the teams. Just they're there every now and again. You're like, oh yeah, they're here, but then you just go, all right, move on. So, all in all, the mid-pack should be fun, but there won't be new winners every week. And the next thing I want to talk about, I'm just going to adjust my microphone, sorry, um, is the whole um, Ferrari are going to be the best team ever and Leclerc's going to be a 75-time champion. Hey, it's, it's possible, but there are a lot of things wrong with the team internally rather than ex- externally with the car, the drivers, looks incredible. But internally with the staff, you know, I know 2018 was a long time ago, but you don't just go from, like, 7th or 6th, wherever they were, to top of the top with a world champion in four seasons without changing a shit ton of your staff, both your drivers... And the car drastically. I know the car is getting changed quite a bit. So that's one. They only changed one driver. I'm not saying I hate Leclerc. But I just don't think he's World Championship material. And the staff. Fuck off Binotto. Matteo Binotto can drown. He need, He's the main one who needs to go. I know he hasn't really done many things bad. In the past like year or two. Oh my god. You don't. You do not steer a team head first. Like down a gutter. So quickly, and then suddenly make one of your drivers a world champion within half a decade. That takes fucking time. Like, you know, I mean, it's like William. It's like saying, oh, yeah, Williams, you know, world, world champions, uh, 2023, what you know about? Nothing wrong with that. I know that's slightly over exaggerated, but you can't. It's like saying Haas will be yeah, a mid pack team uh, in five years. Fucking no. I mean, unless we change. Everything apart from Good Steiner, he can stay. He's a class guy. Um, but I just I don't. Why why do people think this? Why do people think that? Oh yeah, you know Ferrari stack Bonotto, change your staff. I wouldn't say I think the drivers they've got are actually quite good, and just make some big changes to the club, like plea to the club. It's not football to the team, please. And I I like Leclerc, you know, he's a nice driver, he seems like a decent guy, decent fellow, would go for a pint with him, but I'm only 14, so I can't legally. Um, but, you know, he seems like a nice, nice guy, you know, he's a very good driver, you know, but Sainz was ahead of him this season by two places, I think. I think Sainz was fifth, Leclerc was seventh. Now, you are telling me Leclerc will jump six places up, in the same car as Signs, and Signs won't beat him at all. If any for me, 
All right, Signs is so underrated. I love him. I would marry the guy. Um, no, Signs is... He so... He's like Gasly. You're so focused on the main battle, you know. It's all on that, you know, whilst you're watching the race. But if you just like, zoom out a bit, you see Gasly and Signs in, like, four, fifth, just outside the podiums. And, like, what in the, like, flat... When um, Signs first started, I think he got 10th. I was like, well, this is going to be a failure. But, oh, my God. He did incredibly. And people were saying, oh, yeah, Leclerc will win it. He's going to be the champion. Don't... What about Signs? You know, don't forget about him. They're in the same car. Last season, he proved he was the better driver. Why is no one talking about him? If you are putting, if you are so certain Leclerc will be world champion, exp- please explain to me why Sainz is not in that picture. Then why is he not? If Leclerc is definitely going to win, why is Sainz not even challenging for the title? That like he's so underrated. You f- you're so focused on the main driver. Oh, he's been there for years. You know, he's the main driver. You know, they're going to push him more. So? Sainz was only there for a year and he beat him. It's not all about how much your team is behind you. It's about the performances on the track. And Sainz put in better performances on the track last season. That That's the, that's the truth. You know, it is. And the fact that people are so certain, yeah, nope, Leclerc, he's winning it, you know, and they're so certain this early on, Bit soon, you know they're so certain. Nothing about signs. Nothing, and it pisses me off. Because I see so many tweets. Oh yeah, twenty twenty two starts and season starts in uh, three months. The year club becomes champion. Don't forget about the Spanish guy. He's a fucking legend, and he yes, you know Leclerc is the first driver, but being the first driver. Doesn't mean you're, you know, the best driver. If you know what I mean. I think Sainz is a perfect fit for Ferrari as well. You know, he suits the car amazingly. You know, um, you know, it's it's one of those. You know, it's he's one of those drivers. Um, who just does well. In, I think he's done well at every single team, like when he was at Renault at the start of his career. They forgot about that. You know, McLaren, he did incredibly. Got a podium. You know, got a podium with Ferrari. What is not to love? And what is not to love? Like, I'm setting up his Tinder profile. And, oh, I've just found out I might have COVID. <laughs> Sorry, you just got so distracted. <laughs> um... But yeah, I, I think if Ferrari do improve, Sainz is the one at the top. He's the one who you best be looking for. Yeah, if Ferrari are improving, Sainz is fifth in the championship, Claire's sixth. That's how it's going for me. And that, yeah, I think it'll be. Uh, here's how I think the top six will line out. The first two, I have no idea. That would be Lewis or Max. Third, Perez. Fourth, Russell. I don't think he's going to have the best season. Fifth, signs Leclerc sixth. That's how it will go. They'll be just outside the top three, you know, like they were before, like, 2018 happened. And then I think, you know, I feel signs will, you know, do well, and people are going to start realising, 
Oh, wait, hold on. This guy is actually very, very good. Because, you know, you don't get, like, fifth in the championship without being one of the best drivers in the world. And he is. But I've spoke about um the, you know, the rules and regulations change. And, yeah, how the car's changing. But I want to talk about Red Bull. And they have a, a new engine. They are now... They now have their own Red Bull engine instead of the Honda one. Now, this is something. Because Honda were a vital part of their success. I think. I'm just going to Google it. Um, When did Honda join the Red Bull? Oh, okay. You know, they only joined it in the 2019 season. You know, but Red Bull really started to improve from the 2019 season. Chris, they've just won a championship with that engine. And now to just completely sack them off, I'm not saying that they're on, like, bad terms or anything, but to completely sack them off and then, you know, go for your own engine that you had to make, the one example I can think about, it's a bit of a niche one. If any of you can remember the team MasterCard Lola, they were around in, like, the 90s, I think. They were forced with building their engine, their own engine. And they did shite. Yes, they were rushed. They had to do it a season earlier. Red Bull actually getting an extra year. Because of COVID. Um, they flopped with their own engine. Yeah, they tried building their own. And it just went horribly wrong. I get they were a new team. And Red Bull have had so many years in the sport. And you know, Honda were like so experienced in F1. I'm just again going to Google. When did Honda join F1? Yeah, they joined F1 in the 60s. You know, from 1964 to 1968, that was their first era. And now they are, I think they're the most experienced engine makers. Maybe. I'm probably wrong with that though, so don't take it as facts. And now, like, they're going for a completely new engine. No experience. And they're fighting for a title. Yikes. Yeah, it it could flop, but it could prosper. And I feel like we maybe could see Mercedes. Well, mainly Hamilton. I think Russell will still flop. Um, Sorry, George is a nice guy, but I just don't think he's going to have a good season. Um, And I feel that Hamilton, you know, that straight line speed, maybe in turns it won't be the best. Maybe it'll be, be a bit unreliable. Give Max a five uh, ten place grid penalty, you know one of those. But then there is the extra year with the whole Mastercard Lola. They actually had one less year. I think it was like they were forced to do it in the eighty two eighty three season, but they wanted to do it in the eighty three eighty four. I don't know. I'm probably wrong. Um, but um, <coughs> sorry, just got a bit of a cough. Um, so maybe the extra year gave them more chance to, like, get every single detail right and, you know, just make sure everything is perfect so they can, you know, accelerate, no pun intended, away from, uh, Mercedes. That was a funny joke, accelerate away, because <laughs> they're race cars. Oh, fucking hell. But I feel that Honda, I feel, right, here's the thing. I think Aston Martin should get a Honda engine. Because I think they're going to flop. 
I think they're now powered by Mercedes. I think they're going to fall back a bit. Honda will then be like, yo, we're here. I don't think that's our company's email. Like, yo, we're here. You know, we're saying, innit? Uh, use our engine or I'll shank your nam. Or whatever Honda say. No, they're Japanese, aren't they? Konnichiwa, I'll shank your nam if you don't use my engine. There you go. Um, what the fuck was that? <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel Honda will be missed. You know, they, they were a vital part of them winning the season uh, that they just did. And yeah, I think it will be... um. It will be a challenge for Red Bull to manage their own engine and make sure it is reliable because I think in history, making your own uh, engine has been quite unreliable. They break, you're a bit fucked. But maybe Max, you know, Paris can manage tyres very well. Why can't he manage um, an engine very well, huh? Um, but it will, it will, get your words out, Jack. It will be one of those where they'll either fall back or be incredibly better. But I think they'll fall back slightly. And I think that will give Lewis his, his eighth world title. I've just decided this on the spot, by the way. I feel they'll drop back slightly with maybe Max, you know, his engine failing in one race. That giving Lewis a lead. You know, him having to take a tank place grid penalty um, in another race. And then, with that gap and the performances that uh, Lewis can do, I think it'll be his 8th World Championship. And then, the little side rant here. This whole, who is the GOAT conversation. I think the main three are um, Lewis, Michael, Senna. Lewis, Schumacher, Senna. Um... I'm going to talk about all three. Lewis, seven world championships, done it in, like, in different eras the cars developed. Got the most race wins, got the most poles, probably got the most fastest laps, fastest sector threes, you know, most uh, laps done with soft tyres. Most times he said, my tyres are dead, you know, and then done a fastest lap the next lap. You know what I mean, you know, the, the general records. Michael, seven world championships, did it throughout the years. Could be a bit risky. Senna. Now, I loved Senna. Uh, I've always liked McLaren. They've kind of been my second team. You know, my side, my side hustle. You know, my side ting. Never saying that again, <laughs> um, especially with my posh voice. Um, but yeah. Anyway, back to the main point. If we are judging who was the better F one driver on stats and ability. Senna, yes, he died young. People saying, if he didn't die young, he would have won more. Okay, you can make that argument. But I am judging them on the career they had. You could say, if Michael never fell into a coma, I know I'm, this is the worst way of wording it, if Michael was never in a coma, he could have, back for, could have come back for one year and won it. Yeah, you could say, oh, if Lewis didn't break his toe 2011, he would have won it. Or something, you know what I mean? Um, But it's... The main conversation, who is the best driver, who had the best career, you know, 
whilst they were in F1. Lewis. Most wins, most polls. Michael, he was good. He was he was more than good. He was fucking amazing. But he was, you know, he, he's got the same amount of championships, but Lewis has got more wins, more polls than him. So I think, whoosh, let's get rid of Michael. So that's between Lewis and Ayrton. Um, that's a funny name, Ayrton. Ayrton? Why is there a Y and an O next to each other? Brazilians. <laughs> um, but yes, Senna died young. But if I'm judging them on the career they have had in Formula 1, what they had, you know, loses one more championships, got more race wins, got more poles. Whoosh! Let's get rid of Senna. Lewis Hamilton is the GOAT. Hands down, no questions asked. In my opinion, anyway, have your own opinion. <laughs> I was so, like, forceful that, no, he is the GOAT. But no, anyway, back to the um, whole rules and regulations effect. Overall, what can I take away and hopefully you take away? We won't have new winners every week, like people are saying, so if you see one of those, call them a dickhead, link them the podcast, I get more listeners, way. Um, but I feel like it could give us a few more shocks than usual, a few more shock wins, a few more shock podiums, but then you've got to rely on more crashing out, which again could happen with you know people not being used to the car, so... It is possible, so expect a few more, you know, people pushing fourth, fifth, you know, pushing a podium, maybe even pushing a win. Um, if Ferrari do prosper, Sainz will be on top. If Leclerc, if they, if Ferrari can make, uh, like, a car that makes Leclerc so, like, it, that makes people so certain that Leclerc is going to win the title, it's going to be Sainz. Sainz will win if Ferrari do fucking make the best car ever made, minimum speed, 300 miles per hour, how the fuck are you stopping that car, um, and, you know, it's, the Ferrari battle was a good one this season, I feel like it will be great, um, like, again, but I feel signs will still win it, be fifth, Leclerc sixth, slight improvement, doing better, um, Red Bull will miss, uh, Honda, and they may struggle, and it could give Mercedes, you know, that slight edge that they need to win a championship. But that extra year that they had could help them a lot. Um, but overall, next season is fucking exciting. Because who knows who's going to win that. Like, if you asked anyone now who would win it, you would only get the main reason for that answer is, I prefer that driver. Lewis, I prefer him. I'm English. Max, prefer him. Lewis is a cunt. It it would be one of the, it won't be oh Max because you know he's better tailored to the car that's being made, you know is a better driver overall and yeah, but you can't do that now because it's way too early. We haven't seen it, but we haven't seen pre test uh, pre season testing. Then I will do my prediction after pre season testing. Then I will. Um, but no, like next season I have the mid pack battle between the Alpines, Alpha Towers, and maybe Vettel. Not Stroll. Stroll will Stroll will die. I should have said that. Fucking hell. Because, like... Oh, I feel really bad now because of, like, what happened to Grosjean and he nearly died. If he gets into a serious crash now, I, I, I'm going to hate myself. Lance, I love you. <laughs> but no. Um, the mid-pack battle will be even better than it's ever been. Especially between the Alpha Towers and Alpines. Um, 
But no, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but what can we take away from this whole episode in general? Well, it is that Alex Albon has a weird big toe. Where the fuck did that come from? I'm just going to end the podcast before I say something like that again. If you guys enjoy it, make sure to, you know, listen to the uh, other episodes. You know, there's about... Trying to work it out. Around two hours uh, now uh, of just stuff to binge. So if, if you're bored, just binge it all with some popcorn and some Jacob's crackers. I'm a strange person. If you guys did enjoy, make sure to listen to the ones. Follow me on social medias. Instagram is Jack Trambler without the vowels. It's not actually that. It's Jack Trambler. Uh, on Twitter, it's at, Trambler, uh, at Jack Trambler. And on Twitch, it's Jack Trambler with two R's. I need to find a way to say that better. Um, if you guys enjoyed, make sure to uh, listen to the other ones. And yeah, take care. Have a good one. And peace.